Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. We are inspired by people who help us see the world in fresh ways. We often get stuck in our stories and in our perspectives, and those stories many times limit us. Furthermore, we don't often stop to question those stories and perspective because it just seems like reality. Let's take the coronavirus, for example. How many people stopped to look for the positive things that came from our time of seclusion and fear and change and sickness? Not very many. My guest today is Rhea Sokol, and she is an internationally acclaimed artist and speaker and viral content creator. She gained widespread recognition for her video poem, Thank You, Coronavirus, and I'll play a bit of it for you later in the show, or maybe she'll <laughs> maybe she'll perform some of it. But the poem has been translated into dozens of languages and received awards at several international festivals. So part of the thing that we're seeing with this poem and what we're going to talk about today is mindset. We're talking about abundance mindset and shifting into a positive divorce mindset, gratitude mindset. And she's growing in popularity due to this unique and really life-changing approach of looking for that positive. So stay tuned to hear our discussion. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment, and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Rhea, usually we start out with your full story, and then we talk about the things you've learned from it. But as I've gone through your areas of expertise, what I want to do is address three topics, which you'll see, they'll be surprised. <laughs> and as we get to each topic, you can tell us your story about how you came to understand the things that you're teaching us. So welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Hi, lovely to meet you. And hello to everyone who's listening. Rhea is actually Rhea. Ray. Rhea. 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 Just Rhea. She's, you, you know she's from Poland. Do you, do you know like Rihanna? It's like Rihanna, but without na. <laughs> okay. Rhea. I'm, and I'm sorry for, for butchering no your name. Problem. I apologize. And no I think problem. it's fabulous that you live in Poland and that we get to clear across the world. We get to benefit from your wisdom that we can do something like this. So it's wonderful. Let's talk about the subconscious mind. So you, as I understand, have been doing research and experiments on the subconscious mind and then helping people realize the potential of our subconscious. My son is always talking to me about what he's up against with his subconscious, and I think it's interesting. So help us understand it, how it can help us live a deeper life. Let's start there. But first, tell us your story about how you got involved in that type of research and why you're qualified to teach us about it. I love that we're starting from that. It feels so juicy for me. <laughs> so I was fascinated and passionate about subconscious and psychology and mechanisms of humans 
since I was a child. Maybe it was because my father was obsessed with Einstein and with quantum physics and with physics and with the psychology. And he read all his autobiographies and biographies and everything. So he studied him and he literally, it, it just got literally contagious for me. So we could be talking for hours as a kid. And I am being literally forced to find out who Einstein was, what was his mindset, what was his way of seeing reality. And that forced me to realize that this is what differs human beings. We see reality in a different way. And then there was a question, but why? So through all these years, what I got to understand, what I came to understand was that it's as I close my eyes and try to describe it, it's almost like we're living in this double reality. So it's like there is a stage for everything that we're seeing, which is the conscious mind. We wake up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we go to work, eat the food, we come back home, we spend some time with our beloveds. It's like our daily life, our conscious mind is guiding us. And then somehow there is backstage backstage which i call the subconscious mind so there is still a director a script writer a costume designer <laughs> the lightning man is like everyone is there so who are these people <laughs> what is happening there and then I think the best way to describe it, how it works and how I'm studying it is to see it as, you know, how the website is being done. It's like when I go to your website, I can see your website. There is a photo, there is a, some kind of colors, graphic design, font, size of this font and so forth. But it's not how it's being made it's not that you we go on your website and we can change the font yeah and the we background change. is all the code that's making it exactly that's exactly the thing okay. we have the whole reality in the backstage where are all the codes for the fonts for the colors for the size for the photos for the headlines for everything so if that holds true, then that would mean all of that back code is actually what's driving us. But so often we're not aware of what that back code is, right? Like yes, how many of us know what our subconscious is doing? So I was trying to understand that, but it is so tricky that from all my studies, I understood that I want to focus on what I want to code as opposed to find out what is already there. I can more or less see what is already there because I can see the reality. I can see the website, quote to quote, you know, so I can see more or less what is there. I don't know how it's done. I don't know who did it, you know, so many things. I have no idea who created it, but I can see that they are manifesting. So someone coded them. It is coded in my subconscious. And from many researchers, I heard that we use between five to 10%. I've heard of that. Our mind. Yeah. And the rest is subconscious. So when I heard that, I was like, it doesn't make any sense to dig into the 90% 
of my subconscious mind to find out what's there. I don't care. What I care about is that I can code what I want to see on the website. So how do I do that? How do I program my subconscious to see it on the main website? Hey, that's a great question. Answer it. How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) So I do it in so many different ways. But one of the main things that I created and I let it out to the world are codes. Literally, this is how I call them. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on all the platforms like Spotify, iTunes. They are called literally Codes by Ria Sokol. And I created 12 codes for the fundamental things in our lives, like abundance, relations, freedom, love, money, health, like many codes that you can listen to. Are they like affirmations? They are kind of like affirmations. But for me, the difference is that affirmation, you have to focus on them and you have to repeat them to yourself. With the codes, it's almost like you want to plant them in your mind. So they are running by themselves. How do you you do that? This is what happened to me. This is why I presented that tool because I've been practicing it for years. And as I was repeating the codes, repeating, 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 They happen to be in my background as if I'm listening to the radio, literally. You know how sometimes we work or drive a car and there is a radio station playing, you know, playing the music, someone is talking. We don't realize, but our subconscious is absorbing it. We can be thinking about something else, but simultaneously, we are absorbing so many stimulus from the outside world. So what I found out about the codes and why I called them codes is like, I want to program program them. I want to plant them in my mind. So they are running in a background. So then it doesn't even matter what I'm thinking about, because if they are running all the time, 24 seven, I, I also sleep with them. So I play them even when I'm sleeping, they are literally starting to root sprouts in my subconscious mind. So are these audio programs then that you have created that people are just supposed to download and play over and over? You don't have to download them. They are on YouTube. They are on Spotify. You can just listen to them as you're driving the car, as you're working, as you're meditating, as you're doing different practices. It's just my voice and coding sentences, coding sentences about the topics. There are 12 topics. Okay. Yeah. And, and where, can, where, can, yeah, where can we find those? What what do we search for? Or what's the link? It's on YouTube and all the platforms like Spotify and iTunes. And it's just Ria Sokol and it's called Codes. So it's C-O-D-E-S. Okay, great. I will put that in the show notes for everybody that is interested in that. And if not, also go to YouTube and put in that search. Great. Exactly. Exactly. This is the most spectacular tool that I found for myself. I I used it when I was completely without money, completely uh, ill with depression, with with, like really heavy stuff. And this is how I started. And it literally got me to the life of my dreams. It was one of my main tools. And it helped you actually combat depression. Sorry? It helped you to actually combat depression? What, it was one of the tools that I used because I, I declined taking the pills 
Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to find out the unconventional way. So it was one of the tools that I used to get out from the mindset, to get out from the illness, because it starts with a mindset and then the body is being dragged to very deep illness. So it was one of the tools I had to change my mindset. Of course, there were different things that I was using, that I was practicing. I was traveling a lot. I was doing a lot of healing. I was doing a lot of work, literally. It was hard work to go out of there, but that was one of the things. Wow. Okay. That could be really powerful then. Let's go to my second point and it gives us more information about this, but let's talk about the abundance mindset. You've been known to say that we each sit in a position of abundance despite our current situation, even if it doesn't seem abundant. And you say lack only exists if you decide it does. So what is your experience and how you learned this? Tell us about your personal journey was going from not having money to having the life of your dreams. And what do we need to know to be able to shift into that mindset? Tell us about it. So because I literally touched the bottom of the bottom and there was nothing there, it was like I either die now Or I find anything here when I didn't have literally like I had nothing. And the abundance that I seeded in myself started with my breath, with seeing the abundance of my breath. And it's like when you're ill, when you cannot breathe, when you have like I went really down, really, really down and really, really dark. So this is how it started. I really started seeing I forced myself to see because other way was the end. So it was almost like I had to find the power, the willpower. I had to find the will to live. And it's almost like, you know, the avocado seed. When you try to cut it with knife, it's impossible to cut it because it's so hard. When you put it in the water, in the glass, after three, four weeks, it breaks. Why it breaks? Because of life, because of the will to live, the force, the life force energy, which is the little sprout inside. And it's so small. It's tiny. You cannot, I do this experiment over and over again with all my avocado seeds because I love realizing how much life force energy has this little seed that it can break it with this force and willingness to live. So now when I look at the seed and then I look at myself as a human being with so many more functions, I double my imagination about the power that I have inside of me. And when I look back, this is exactly what happened to me. I was like, nothing can open me. Nothing from the outside could do anything. And I had to find that force inside of me that broke and realized that the most precious thing that there is, is life itself. That is really beautifully put, that spark of life in you. And I also liked the abundance of your breath. Like, obviously, for people who can breathe well, that's something we take for granted constantly. But you're right. Just the ability to breathe is an abundant place to start from. So where did you go? And what kind of things did you shift in your mind to create more financial abundance for yourself? 
definitely the whole like in terms of money because abundance for me is mindset literally it's yeah. not like something from the outside it's like abundance is mindset and as the effect of this mindset we create incredible things in our lives we create incredible businesses we create incredible relations and we create money so i think that when i look at my life and the steps that i made was finding the abundance in every breath that i take every inhale exhale from there finding joy and appreciation that it is there then start sharing the joy start sharing the mood you know when every breath hurts you and then you find one breath that doesn't and you focus on that one breath that didn't hurt you really want to throw a party you know and you want to celebrate it and focusing on that one breath that didn't hurt as opposed to 1000 breaths that did was the shift that changed everything so regarding to thank you coronavirus it was the same thing this is happening like the pandemic is happening the hugest tragedy is life here now so what's next how can i make sense of it you know for my mind for the mind of billions of people who are freaking out how can i make sense find this one breath that makes sense compared to thousands that don't. So this is the shift. This is where we have to learn to be able to embrace everything. Like we have to see what's lacking in, in order to be able to see where it is. So I appreciate everything that is showing me what's what is not there, but I use it as a trampoline to jump like okay so where it is then so you have to know the bad yeah you have to know the bad to know the good right and then once you do then you can choose to focus on the positive and then you're saying whether it's an abundance of making money or building relationships that that continual positive focus creates more abundance for you am i hearing you right bingo exactly okay hey would you mind reading us your poem i am super happy to read it so here I start. Awesome. Thank you for shaking us and showing us we're dependent on something much bigger than we think. Thank you for making us appreciate the luxury we lived in, abundance of products, freedom, health, and realizing we were taking it for granted. Thank you for stopping us to make us see how lost we were in the busyness, not having time for the most basic things. Thank you for allowing us to put aside all the problems we thought were so important and showing us what is actually important. Thank you for stopping the transport. The earth was begging us to look at the pollution for a very long time and we didn't listen. Thank you for all the fear. That's been a global disease for years, but not many of us wanted to face it. Now we have to face it and learn how to embrace it with love and with the support of our community. Thank you for this reevaluation of our lives. Thank you as we finally understand what it means that we are all connected. 
Thank you for the unity between all of us. We knew the world has to change. Thank you for helping us to undermine everything and giving us a chance to build the world from the very beginning. The virus was part of us. It was between us. It was in us. It connected us all, either physically or energetically. Gratitude supports the immune system, but also lets us see things from many perspectives. It's up to us which perspective we will choose, but best is to be aware of all of them. Thank you, Rhea. Thank you. I'm so glad that we got a chance to hear you actually perform it yourself. And I want to say the thing that I'm really loving most about this interview is I am absolutely on board with you that we have the power every single day to choose our perspective. It's the one thing that we really have. And choosing gratitude, choosing to look for the abundant, for the good is, it's just where our power lies. It's about the stories that we create about what's going on. Let me ask you a question. Someone that I speak with often makes the case that when you are mentally healthy, you have the ability to do that. And when you are not mentally healthy, that you no longer necessarily have the ability to do that. Like when you're mentally crippled, you can't necessarily choose that. What are your thoughts about that? It's a beautiful question. And one thing I am sure of, that I wasn't mentally capable. And there are many things from the outside world that can support us in that. It can be therapy. It can be pills. It can be, you know, be inspiring, being inspired and listening to quotes or other people speaking about it, listening to other evidence or other cases of people who are struggling. We can do all that. But the most important thing, regardless of what you choose, you have to remember that even if you support yourself from the outside world, it's always, it's still your choice. It's still your will. It's still your power. So for me, it can be a little bit harmful to say that people with mental problems or anxiety problems or any kind of emotional problems that they are incapable because even if they reach out to anybody for help it is still their capacity their capacity to do that and i always undermine it and i always remind it because it's important to let them know that they are always capable well and as they make those choices like you say to listen to the codes or to listen to t- positive TED talks or you know whatever it is then they are step by step sort of reprogramming that code in the back right Exactly exactly okay. that thing Okay so the third thing I wanted to talk about was you are well known for helping people who are going through divorces to find the positive in that In that situation, you always have the chance to choose also. You can separate in a friendly way or an unfriendly way, but that's a loaded road with a lot of bombs because it's highly emotional. So you and your husband chose to extend your family rather than to break it. Can you tell us a little about your personal story and also how you help people choose that respectful mindset? So... I would never be able to speak about it if I didn't experience it myself. I never heard about any example like that. My whole childhood and my youth 
time period of, of life was based on seeing people who were getting divorced or getting separated and they were fighting in the court or in the house. This was my role model. So then I got more and more convinced that this is the only way. Like we don't agree with each other, then we separate and then we hate each other. And this is the conviction that many people have, that it's like divorce is like, oh, you didn't make it. Oh, it failed. So there is this kind of mindset that there was something wrong. Someone failed. And when I realized that me and my ex-husband, we were having two beautiful daughters, we had really beautiful friendship and we realized where it's going and where it's heading. And it was obvious for us. I couldn't handle the idea that we are meant to now not be friends, hate each other and fight in court. It was unbearable for me personally, but also regarding to my daughters. So I literally, based on my trauma from childhood, I literally, I was so desperate to make it happen that we're going to be friends and that our family never will be broken. It will be extended and that I'm going to sacrifice all that has to be sacrificed for this relation, friendship with him, with his new woman for our children, for their children, maybe for my future children. Like I was literally desperate to do it. Do I think that everyone has to do it? No, I don't think. I was desperate because it was like, I wouldn't be able to live in such a conflict with the most important, one of the most important persons in my life. He's the father of my children. We are connected forever. This is the truth. So we created a model where me and his partner are like sisters, literally. Their children, I am their aunt. I treat them as the cut, like as my, you know, little, as the daughters of my sister, literally. So I have beautiful relation with them. I was also realizing they are sisters of my children. They are so important for me. I cannot neglect it. I cannot be not bothered by it. They are talking about them all the time. They are showing the photos. It's like, they are so passionate about it. It's like, how am I supposed to pretend now that I don't care? So I was imagining that all few years back when they they didn't even have kids. And I was like, this is how I want to make it. I want to be involved. I want to be their aunt. I want to create something impossible. And I made it. So now that. we're... We're extended family. We love each other. And I bring it to the world because I know it's possible. In the biggest, hugest conflicts, it's possible. And it's really like it's really hurting and breaking my heart to see the most famous family in the planet, which is the royal family, and seeing them in conflict. And one of my codes that I'm quoting now is how to change it, how to, you know, send some kind of love and energy to them to make them realize they don't have to fight. They don't have to create this role model for the whole world because the whole world is watching. We are praying for the peace on the world and to finish the wars whilst the most important family in the planet is having this huge war. So this is one of my prayers. This is one of my wishes. And I know it's possible. I know they can make it whether they are 
divorce, like whatever is happening there, it is all possible. So I you've, made it and I believe everyone yeah, can make it. You've created something really beautiful. How do you help people who are highly emotionally charged with a, in a divorce situation? How do you help them get to a place of respect so, so they can do what you've done? I literally tell them my story. I literally describe every single breakdown and heartbreak and all of my emotions, all of my thoughts, all of my despaired, you know, actions that I thought are the only way. Like I, I share my story vulnerably in a raw, very transparent and authentic way. And then they see them in me and then they realize that it's not like I'm just this enlightened unhuman you know <laughs> just dropped from the stars it's like no I'm a human with huge emotions with anxiety attacks with panic attacks with jealousy with so much hurt with so much feeling of unfairness like I went through all that and I made it and then they are like okay so it's possible. So <laughs> That's the power of story. Yeah. This is the power of story. This is Absolutely. the power of story. Well, you brought up the the last point I wanted to talk about, which was you started performing at the age of six. And as I understand it, that was a real source of anxiety for you. And anxiety is such a big deal right now. Anxiety, depression, panic attacks. I'd love to hear your insights on those spaces of what was it like experiencing those and how did you shift out of them? Gosh, this is the story of my life, literally. Like anxiety attacks, panic attacks were like the first 20 years of my life. It was like my default state. When I was 20, I had my first meditation experience. It was the first time in my life that I didn't feel anxiety. And I realized that my anxiety attacks are coming from already anxious place. So it's like I'm anxious in the default and then anxiety attack is just like this, but compounded. And then when I realized it's like almost like you're dragging a bag that is like, you know, 100 kilos on your back and you think this is you and suddenly someone takes it off and you are mind blown and you just don't understand. So I really dedicated my life to studying it and I really dedicating my life to find out how to how to work with that, how to remove it, how to handle it. And I guess I came to the conclusion after so many years that the way to handle it is to grow your dreams, grow your passion, grow your awe with life, grow your friendships, grow the surprises and fascinating, joyful adventures in your life, grow them so they are so tremendous that even if this anxiety comes, it's like the tiny little thing in the middle of so much abundance in your life. And this is literally how I handled it. I stopped focusing on how to remove it. I just focused on building something that is unbreakable and unmovable and unshakable. Well, you are an example to all of us. Thank you for being on the show. Do you have any final words of advice and wisdom you want to share? I want to share with you that whatever you're 
thinking or undermining in your mind from anything that I've said. Just code, try to put a code in your head that things are possible. Even if you think they are impossible, they are still possible. And even your thoughts that they are impossible will not make them impossible. So this is one of the things that I want to plant in you to remember that everything is possible, to never let yourself undermine it in the way that it will ruin your life. And if it, if this conversation inspired you in any way, please share it with at least one person and recommend them to listen to this conversation because I believe you are making such a beautiful work with inviting guests and talking about such important things. And if you can share Laurie's podcast with at least one person, it will be the biggest gift for us. Ria, thank you for being on the show. As you've heard me say to the audience many times, all of our greatest battles are in the mind. And Ria, as a mindset mentor, has given us some incredible tools and insights into continuing our development of our understanding of ourselves and our own power to choose mindset. So, so glad that you could be here with us today. Where can people find you? I am so delighted and I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. You can find me on TikTok as Ria Sokol. You can find me on Instagram as Ria Sokol and on YouTube, on Spotify. So R-I-Y-A-S-O-K-O-L. You can Google me, you can find everything about me. And I'm super happy if you have something to comment on this conversation. Also message me, let me know that you've heard it. Thank you. Join me in two weeks for our next empowering episode. And in the meantime, share the love. Do some good by hitting that share button. Send this episode to at least one person in your life. Like Rhea said, we're on the same wavelength. Um, Bless someone with that positive, encouraging ideas of creating abundance through the mindset and programming that subconscious. Thanks for being here. We will see you in a couple of weeks.